Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, November 8th, 5.37 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures down a quarter cent at 6.75 and a half. January soybeans down three at 14.47 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat down three and three quarters at 8.42. December Kansas City wheat down a half at 9.56 and three quarters. December spring wheat down three quarters of a cent at 9.59 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Ratings and reviews are welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, leave me a comment. If you've got yield updates, basis updates, if you caught some rain over the last three or four days, uh, drop those things in the comments. All those comments will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Appreciate it as always, guys. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations. I do a new subscriber-only video every single business day. I was joined yesterday by my friend Chris Barron from AgView Solutions, and we discussed this question. Is $7 corn not good enough? I know a lot of you guys out there are contemplating uh, in regard to grain marketing. Do you sell corn? Do you store corn? Uh, What percentage of my corn crop should I have sold? Uh, So we kind of tried to answer this question. This was a grain marketing specific conversation. This is a rhetorical question, of course, but uh, I think we had some good insight. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, uh, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I promise this is just an information only service guys. USDA released some preliminary acreage and production estimates for the 2023 U.S. growing season yesterday. So these are long-term baseline projections. These are used for planning and budget purposes. They are not reflective of surveys or field data or anything along those lines. These are some early U.S.-focused numbers released yesterday, and uh, they'll have a complete report out in February. The noteworthy changes, in my view, would be the uh, projections for U.S. corn acreage and soybean acreage. Uh, they've got corn acreage pegged at 92 million for next year, which would be up uh, sharply from 88.6 this year. They've got the corn yield at 181.5, which is just a, a trend line number. Uh, soybean acreage at 87, which would be down marginally from 87 and a half. Uh, soybean yield at 52, which would be close to trend uh, versus 49.8 this year is where we're going to be. So nothing shocking in here. Take this stuff with a grain of salt. Uh, this is the best that they can do for planning and budgeting budgeting purposes uh, right now. You got to start somewhere, and this is uh, where we're starting. Russian wheat exports are likely to be record large this year. Well-followed private group Sov Econ pegged the country's wheat exports for the current marketing year at 43.7 million metric tons. Uh, That's slightly larger than USDA's current estimate of 42. Uh, That number was up uh, marginally from Sov Econ's prior estimate. Russia is sitting on a record large wheat crop. They've got the cheapest wheat available on the global export market. Russia offered the cheapest wheat at an Egyptian state purchasing tender this week. Russian prices were well below anything out of Europe. U.S. wheat is is so overpriced, it's not even in the conversation here. Russia has been the world's largest wheat exporter in recent years, of course. Uh, They continue to claim that Western sanctions have hindered their ability to export grain, and uh, they've sought some relief there. But the Black Sea grain deal... 
uh, continues. We're not sure if Russia is going to uh, be involved in it past uh, mid-November, but in any case, they said, you know, we're not going to disrupt or interfere with shipment. So we're not seeing a ton of headlines out of the Black Sea this week, and that's probably why the wheat market has uh, quieted down a little bit. U.S. corn harvest moving pretty quickly still. We're 87% harvested nationally as of Sunday, up from 76 last week, um, way ahead of the 76% average. We've got some states that are a little bit slower. States that are 65% harvested or less in regard to corn include Colorado, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. U.S. soybean harvest is nearing completion, 94% complete uh, nationally as of Sunday, up from 88 the week prior, way ahead of the 86% average. States that are 90% complete or uh, below in terms of soybean harvest, Kansas, Missouri, Michigan, Kentucky, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Winter wheat ratings still absolutely terrible. They did improve just slightly this week. 30% good to excellent nationally, up from 28 last week, way below the 51% average. I believe this is still the lowest seasonal print on record. Uh, you've got a handful of states that are rated 30% good to excellent or less, and they are the states that you would expect, the states that have been very much drought-stricken. Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska, South Dakota, and Montana, all uh, 30% good to excellent or below. Planting still ongoing, 92% planted nationally in winter wheat, up from 87 the week prior, ahead of the 90% average. Uh, emergence, 73% nationally versus 62 as to we just below the 74% average. But the winter wheat crop, in very, very bad shape, and uh, some of your most important winter wheat uh, states in the Southern Plains in really, really bad shape. U.S. corn shipments were absolutely terrible last week. Uh, only 231,000 metric tons of corn inspected for export in the week ending November 3rd. If you look, if you're watching on YouTube, this chart on my screen here, I mean, this is like one of the lowest prints we've seen in in recent years in terms of corn shipments. Uh, that number was the weekly number was 65% lower than the same week last year. Accumulated corn shipments during the current marketing year are down 27% versus the same period last year. Now, USDA projected in their most recent report that U.S. corn exports would decline by only 13% last year. So this has led a lot of traders and analysts to believe that USDA needs to make further reductions to its U.S. corn export projection, maybe as early as tomorrow. We've got a report out tomorrow. You may start to see this tomorrow. And some of the numbers I've heard, I mean, there are, are analysts out there who believe USDA is like 200, 300 million bushels too high uh, in regard to corn exports. And if that's the case, it's going to result in a larger uh, carryout, which of course is bearish the market. So corn exports, uh, not good. Weather in Brazil is a little bit drier this week. So through the end of the week, um, going to see some sparse rains in Brazil, but then the rains are going to return the following week. So the first map on my screen here is, is total expected rainfall through the end of the week. And it's kind of sparse here in a lot of these soybean growing areas, but then uh, the longer term forecast is wet. So Brazil is in uh, really good shape. Well-followed private group AgRural estimated that the country's uh, soybean crop was 57% planted uh, last week versus 67 the same week last year. So they're a little bit behind last year in terms of soybean planting. Uh, that group said in a report, despite the, maintain the uh, maintenance of the delay in relation to the previous crop, sowing progressed well in the week favored by the record of rains in areas that were dry. So they had some dry areas that caught some rain. They're in good shape. Brazil has all the potential in the world. Um, every public and private uh, estimate out there in regard to crop production uh, is reflective of a record crop. Planting of the country's first and smaller corn crop hit 63%, according to Agro. So everything moving along uh, fairly well there. 
USDA will release its monthly crop production and WASDE report tomorrow morning. This will be out on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Traders expect estimates for this year's U.S. corn and soybean crops to be near unchanged versus last month. The carryout estimates, however, are expected to be slightly larger due to expectations for lower demand projections. So um, be prepared for like this is going to look slightly bearish versus last month, perhaps. But, you know, a lot of that's baked in the trade uh, kind of has a feel, I think, at least for what's going to come out. This one is typically not associated with a ton of volatility, but uh, you never know when it comes to USDA. The uh, cattle market finished the day higher yesterday. Feeder cattle were higher. Uh, not much cash to speak of yet this week. U.S. dollar is higher. Uh, stock market's a little bit higher ahead of the cash open. The S&P's up 11. Dow Jones up 90 points. Uh, bonds are up. Gold's down five bucks. Crude oil down 88 cents at 90.93. Remember, it's election day. Get out and vote today, guys. Everybody have a uh, wonderful day. I will talk to you Wednesday morning.